With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello and thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, um, as of the time of this recording in middle September, 92 police officers in America have died by suicide. Uh, recently, in the last month, three in Chicago in, a, in the span of four weeks. Um, 2017, that number was 154 police officers. Um, 138 year before that, 2016. Um, more police officers die by their own pistol than by the handgun or uh, firearm of a, of a, of a felon. Uh, full disclosure, I am on the board of directors for Blue Help, uh, which is an organization that tries to uh, prevent police officer suicide, um, honor uh, their service of officers who have chosen to take their own life, uh, and to provide support to the families of officers who have fallen. Um, so just put that out there if, uh, you know, if there's ever a question as to where my uh, allegiances here lie, it's of course on the side of police officers and advocating for their, their well-being and their mental health. Um, I've read several books on this, uh, or at least that address officer wellness. I want to mention them because, uh, they're good resources. Uh, I read a couple of these twice, <clears throat> um, Emotional Survival for Law Enforcement by Kevin Gilmartin. It's a fantastic book. I Love a Cop by Dr. Ellen Kirschman. Um, add to that list uh, The Price They Pay by Karen Solomon and Jeffrey McGill, other members of the board of Blue Help and actually two of the founding members. Uh, Armor Yourself by John Marks. These are all very, very good resources if an officer is approaching or what they feel to be approaching crisis. Uh, I also want to mention right off the top, the uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, uh, which is 1-800-273-8255. And uh, especially for first responders, there's something called Safe Call Now, and I'm sure most cops have at least heard of it. Uh, that is uh, number uh, 1-206-459-3020. Those numbers are posted uh, alongside this podcast. Um, and I, I, before we get into the discussion here, I do want to encourage anyone who um, is feeling... The, any of the warning signs of PTSD or, or excessive stress or is feeling like they're approaching crisis, please seek help. There is no stigma about getting some help. Um, what, Jim, this is a problem that has for a long time been um, the elephant in the room, something that didn't get discussed, something that was, you know, because cops are type A, uh, hard chargers. They solve problems that they don't they don't have problems. Um, do you think that the culture is beginning to change in allowing people to destigmatize getting help when you need it or uh, even going to a, a fellow officer and saying, hey, I'm here to talk with you. You're doing some stuff that I think is tells me I'm I'm seeing clues here and I want to stop it. Well, absolutely. We're going in the right direction. When people think of policing, they think of cops being around forever, but we're really in our infancy. And, and only maybe 30 years ago did we start talking about 
peer support programs where somebody who's walked in the shoes of a police officer can actually give help or uh, maybe give some advice or definitely help seek professional help for mm -hmm. another officer because they know what they're going through. So cops are a different kind of folk. Uh, we see a lot of bad things every day. It's repetitive stress. Uh, cops aren't the most uh, likely to unload um, their personal feelings on someone else. Mm -hmm. When I came in the department 35 years ago, um, the answer to stress was going to the corner bar and, and tying one on. And certainly we've moved in a better direction since then. And uh, you mentioned Helen Kirschman, Ellen Kirschman, and uh, author of I Love a Cop and several other uh, really good books. She's a psych. Uh, uh, psychologist and author of several books. Uh, I talked with her in researching an article about peer support programs. Uh, it's, it's in my under oath column on uh, Police One right now. And Ellen uh, pretty much uh, verified what I had uh, already believed in peer support programs and that they're very useful. They you're working with somebody, you're, you're there to identify symptoms, troubles, maybe even depression. Uh, and there is a system in place at agencies with a peer support program where you can get into the vehicle to get the professional follow-up help that's absolutely necessary. And I'm glad that you gave the numbers out. Um, the numbers that I had uh, as far as... Um, the National Study of Police Suicide profiled 126 law enforcement officer suicides, and they they say the likelihood are, are single males between the ages of 40, 44, mm -hmm. with an average of 16 years on the job. Study also said uh, law enforcement suicides have dropped 14% since the study began in 2008, from a high of 143 in 2009 to 108 in mm -hmm. Uh, 2016. Now, you just talked about a recent spike. And um, Ellen uh, brings out some very good points in a recent article that she did uh, titled Cops Who Kill Themselves, September t uh, 10th, 2018. Uh, how does a professional problem solver get so low that suicide is the answer? And um, she brings up some really good points that we should look for um, some some red flags or precursors. Uh because people who think about suicide or tend towards suicide tend to give us hints like serious depression, uh, a significant loss, whether it's actual or threatened, uh, substance abuse, whether it's alcohol uh, or other drugs, uh, a marked change in personality, uh, giving things away all of a sudden, reckless behavior, anniversary reactions. Uh, and she says, don't, don't shy away from the issue, confront it and speak in, in clear terms and address it. And if need be, make that professional contact for follow-up. Yeah. I've talked with a dozen, perhaps more, um, probably two dozen or three dozen, I guess that I've, I really think about it, uh, widows, um, of officers who have died by suicide through my contact with blue help. And, um, they've always, almost to a person indicated that in retrospect, they had seen the signs and that put, they put it all together after the fact. Oh, 
I should have figured that out or I could have figured that out. Mm-hmm. And colleagues often say, you know, like, the, the, here's the biggest one. Will you take care of my family when I go? You know, like, that, boom, that's a giant red flag. Sure. And we talked earlier uh, in the year about police leaders and leadership. And one of those things being listening skills and observational skills. And they're, it's, it's police officers spend a lot of time with other police officers. And if, you, if you're doing, if your hinky meter is up and you're, you're doing your job as, a, as a, an observer of human behavior, um, you too uh, would be able to see some of these signs. So, you know, I see the numbers that I gave out, those are numbers gathered by Blue Help. Those are people who have volunteered information about an officer that they knew. Typically, it's a family member, uh, or it's we've found it on the internet, reached out to the family, found it, and verified it to be the case. Um, other organizations have different numbers, but we we believe we had pretty pretty good handle on it. Mm-hmm. But it's a self-reporting thing. We, we, there are some we don't know about, right. and I always in my head get very suspicious of single vehicle accidents where the officer is at excessive speed, not running code leaves the roadway and wraps himself or herself around a tree. Yeah. Those ones, I always have like a little, was that really an accident? Because mm. um, we'll just never know. Uh, and that in, in those cases, um, it's, I hate to put it this way, it's a, it's a duty death. So the, 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 the spouse or family does receive benefits. In the case of a suicide off-duty, obviously not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. I would argue that any off-duty or on-duty suicide should get ben- death benefits because it's a consequence of the job. It's a consequence of that accumulated stress. It's that um, uh, you know long-term PTSD or immediate response PTSD. You go to a scene that's just an atrocious and awful thing, and it's just the last straw. Right. And so you know, I look at that, and I and you mentioned I have a lot of those same. Um, Warning signs, increased risk taking. I'd written that down as well. Uh, these are all things that fellow officers, if they're paying attention, can see and then say, "Hey, look, let me help you out." Right. Right. Well, initially, our peer support group, um, our peer support program, uh, indicated that we were not to reach out to officers; yep. that we would only be receivers of information. Right. But I think right now. Uh, Check-ins are always good. How are you doing? How are things? How's it going? Are you okay? Uh, those kinds of things. Talk about it. Confront if, if the issue comes up in reality. Tell someone and make sure the professional follow-up is, is done. Yeah. Uh, the, the check-ins, um, it doesn't have to be after a significant event. It can be that accumulated stress. You, you just talked about it. You see a little every day. You see a little every day. Uh, and it adds up. That kind of stress adds up. And when people start uh, articulating itself, uh, you know, maybe manifestation is the next step. Yeah. Um, I, I liken that PTS, accumulated PTSD as radioactivity. It accumulates. It doesn't mm-hmm. dissipate. Right. Um, as we kind of end this particular segment, very solemn segment, obviously a serious issue. Uh, I want to repeat two things. One, that uh, on the Blue Help um, website, you can go to, or you can go directly to firsthelp.com. There is a page for resources. And a quick um, plug, this, the the reason for my non-disclosure here, it's a seven-step program, it was seven step kind of a form where you enter where you're located, you where you know what your problem is and several other things. 
and it gives you, it spits out a list of all of the resources that are nearby to you or that are most appropriate for you. Um, whether you're having financial problems, you're having marital problems, you're having, it's, it, it goes through all kinds of different things and it gives you telephone numbers, email addresses, and websites of resources that can help you. I will repeat, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. And Safe Call Now, which is specifically for first responders, Mm -hmm. is 1-206-459-3020. Once again, we want to thank you for listening. Thank you for clicking. Um, Take care of each other and stay safe out there.